0: Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got a question from patrons Finn and Mirin. My name is Mirin, and I'm seven years old, and I like unicorns, and my what-if question is, what if I was a unicorn and I could give stuff from my horn and Fred the dog could find my fairy garden? Thank you. Hi, my name is Finn. I'm nine years old, and I like airplanes, and my worst question is, what if I was a shapeshifter? Bye. Wow, okay. A unicorn with a magic horn and a secret garden, and a shapeshifter and an airplane. I'm getting excited for this story. And I'm excited to give a shout out to a patron whose name I can actually pronounce. Oh, hi, Fred. Who are you shouting out today? I'm shouting out Brynja. B-R-Y-N-J-A. Brynja. And I did a good job of saying it. You very much did. Thank you so much. And I have a shout out for nine year old Kit and or five-year-old sister Ayla, as well as their little one-year-old sister Charlotte. Thanks, Kit, Ayla, and Charlotte. Thanks, Brynja, too. I've got a shout-out for Jack and Alice. They're brother and sister, and they're big fans of me. Well, Jack and Alice, Alabaster Zero is a big fan of you. Miss Eric is it too late to change my name to Alice Bastard, Jacko? It's a little late, but I still think it's a really cool name, Alice Bastard. Me too. Oh no, I am late for the shoutouts! It's fine, Draco Max. We'll wait, you don't have to rush into the- dude stu- Studio, I have a shout out for Taya, who will be five in January. She loves unicorns, dragons, and also horses, zebras, lions, and rainbows. Her favorite number is a thousand. Okay, thank you, Taya, Jack and Alice, Charlotte, Ayla, Kit, and Brynja. And now let's find out. What if I was a unicorn and I could give stuff from my horn and Fred the dog could find my fairy garden? Plus airplanes and a shapeshifter. Are you sure this is Air Force Wen? Asked Fred the dog He was sitting on top of a purple doghouse Wearing a scarf and goggles With a brown leather aviator helmet Oh yes, just sit on top of it and we'll all climb inside, and you decide how it gets us to the inauguration. Because an inauguration's in like three months, usually. Sorry, Fred. Cat already had to run off for a Fur Force emergency. That means you got to use Air Force When to time travel. Oh, don't worry about it, Fred. I've time traveled all over. It's easy once you get the hang of it. And all of you humans are going to fit inside the doghouse somehow? Oh, yes. It's magic in there and very comfortable. Yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to sit on this triangle roof. Was that really what Snoopy did? Air Force when is a purple doghouse that can travel through space and time, not some silly red doghouse from a cartoon. Okay and Mr. Mouser disappeared inside the doghouse. All right, good luck, Fred. You look very handsome in all your aviator gear, by the way. I'm just gonna take a picture. Yeah, is this really necessary? I thought it wasn't actually like a flying machine. Oh, it's very necessary and very cute. Your president, Air Force One will move however you tell it to. You will just have to make up your mind. An Abacus disappeared through the hole in the doghouse. I d- uh, make up my- um, how am I supposed to know what to do? Freddy sat, feeling indignant and uncomfortable, on top of the little purple doghouse called Air Force Wen. Okay, well, so it's a- Air Force, that means it's like a plane. So... Hmm. And just like that, Fred was inside the cockpit, of a zooming old plane, one of the ones with two wings on either side, and not even a thin bubble of glass separating him from the cold air. Oh, boy, this is not fun dying? Freddy looked to the left and the right to see where he was going, but it was all clouds and storm and some little kind of gremlin on the wing. Hey, you gremlin, you get off of the wing. I, I'm president replied the little beastie, and it started clawing at the wing itself. Anna, quickly, there's a man out there. And Anna's head somehow stretched out of the cockpit, even though the whole plane was smaller than her body. What? Look, look, he's crawling under. Oh. Fred looked out to the wing, but there was no gremlin there, just a little shrubbery growing over the patch the gremlin had scratched. Uh, I'm sorry, Mother Bender. Fred, what is it? Can I get you anything? Uh, a glass of water. Sure. Oh, and by the way, the Wenwolves and the werewolves need you to choose a time and a place for their peace talks. When where will that be? Um, the, um I figure it out, okay? I know you will. And Wendy and his head whoosh, shrunk back into the cockpit. Somehow the sky had got even darker and the clouds even thicker. Okay, I, I gotta just decide how, how to get this plane somewhere. And then about the werewolves and the werewolves. <sighs> a flash of lightning lit the wing and there was a robot pirate flying on rocket peg legs and using his cutlass arm to duel with the wing. Howie! We- He's out there, hoey! What's going on? This time it was Alabaster Zero's head that poked up through the cockpit. There's a man out there. I don't know what's going on here. Will you please look in the name of... Fred pointed toward the wing with his tongue, but where the robo-pirate had been hacking at the wing with his cutlass arm, there was just a framed photo of Alabaster Zero. Now wait a minute. Aw, Fred. I didn't know you cared. But there are other people aboard. We mustn't make them jealous. You must have seen him too. Of course I have. Every day when I look in the mirror, he... But We don't want to make the other passengers envious. You can understand that. Uh, uh, of course, uh, I understand. Oh, and, uh, by the way, big business needs to drastically reduce their carbon emissions. or oh, what if world is doomed? I- is that some sort of question for me? Oh, uh, yeah, um, how to not doomed. Okay, I- I'll figure out the carbon emissions and the peace talks in and the-, and the Air Force When I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Who's the both? You and that handsome picture of me. Okay, fine. And the moment Alabaster's head... <sighs> Shrunk back into the cockpit. Fred looked over to see an elephant on the wing. Oh, this is just getting ridiculous. I got to get out of here. And Fred unbuckled his seatbelt and started stretching out his tongue into a massive parachute when... (sighs) Suddenly, he was on the ground, sitting on top of a purple doghouse, and there was no elephant on the roof, or photo of Alabaster, or Robo-Pirate, or Shrubbery, or even a Gremlin. One blink, there was a rainbow-colored twinkle on the roof of Air Force One, and after another blink, it was gone. What is going on? He was in a glittering garden, trees and vines stretched in every direction, but their leaves were thin and almost transparent like dragonfly wings, and a strange, warm, colorful light stretched over dark, rich soil with delicious, plump, alien-shaped fruit growing so thick you almost couldn't help but trip on it. What is this place? A unicorn trotted into a small clearing. Its fur is so silvery bright, you could see a reflection in it. Your backpack. I'm sorry, I've never been here before. Oh, the timeline. Line. Why you talk like that? It's not echoey. Time is different, different here. here. We haven't met yet, yet. This must be the first time. Time. Okay, listen, Mirror Unicorn. Just Miracorn, Miracorn. Okay, Miracorn, Miracorn. Close enough. How do I get out of here? There's, there's lots of people counting on me. You chose to come here. I'm here. Just decide to leave. I had to leave. But I don't want to go back. They're making me make so many decisions. That sounds hard. Sounds hard. What can I make for you, Oi? Oh, like you a magic, Miracorn. That's convenient. Um, well, when I stressed out, I like a big pile of sticks. And Miracorn shook her horn, and it started raining sticks right over Fred's head. Oh, uh, ow, Oh, okay, okay, oh, that's, that, ow, oh, ooh, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, I think i got enough sticks, said Fred, already buried up to his neck. I'm gonna yes i go with this, thank you. You're welcome, Milk. It's just before our president, people were mostly really impressed the I could talk. It is impressive. That's yeah, and when they find out I can weed, they're like, oh my gosh, you were talking weeding doggy? There aren't many. Anymore. But now I'm president, and people aren't impressed by those things so much. They expect so much more of me. <laughs> Fred had already chewed his way out of that pile of sticks, but he didn't feel any less anxious. "'Oh, could you get me like a bunch of blankets that smell like mommy and also dirt?' "'Of course, so oh. And a warm, fluffy blanket started knitting itself right out of her horn. Then a hundred fairies flew out from under every toadstool and stone and gossamer leaf and tucked Fred into that blanket just right. "'Oh, thank you, secret fairies.' Oh, i just going to roll around in this for a little bit. It's got that good mummy smell. I'm glad you're feeling better, feeling better. But I think you have a decision to make, isn't oh, it? Oh, I know. Why don't you just make a mummy right here? And I'll, I'll ask her to make the decision for me. I'm sorry, horn. I can only make stuff with my horn. Oh my own. But what do you think your mom would say right now? Eh, right now? Ah, well, she'd probably say, Freddy, I love you, and you just made this blanket smell so good by rolling over it and licking on it, and I'm never gonna go away again in case you need me for cuddles or to do stuff for you. Really? No. I'm just a master of deception. Then what would she say? Would she she said, "Freddy, part of growing up is making decisions, and part of making decisions are being thoughtful. And part of being thoughtful is not getting distracted. And part of not getting the sticks is barking at the mailman." Ah. Uh, so you're having trouble making decisions, making decisions? No wonder why that fin- again is following you around, following you. And around. there was that rainbow-colored twinkle again. <laughs> Flickered through all the shapes it had taken before, and finally settled on a sleepy sloth, taking a nap in a hammock of vines. Well, how am I supposed to make decisions when this crazy shape changer is bouncing around, distracting me? Finnegan's appear when we're feeling indecisive, feeling indecisive. But really, they can help. Can help. Okay, Finnegan, you can make these decision for me and the sloth-like fin again gave Fred a lazy stare and then turned into a feather floating down to rest upon his nose. I I some help you are. It only works once you've thought the decision over in your head, in your head, and weighed all the good and bad, good and bad, then focus on the fin again, in again, and in. Freddy closed his eyes and thought of all the different ways people got from here to there. They rode bikes and drove cars. They took ships and planes and trains. They walked and ran and climbed and swam. It's so simple. Fred opened his eyes, and the fin again on his nose wasn't a feather anymore. Can you guess what it was? It's a stick! Fred flipped up his nose to catch the stick, but the fin again turned into a rainbow sparkle and flittered away joyfully. Not all choices are so simple, so simple, but knowing all you need to know, eat to know, will always lead you to the best choice. As Fred looked over at Air Force when It wasn't a doghouse or an old propeller plane. It was one long, hollow log with stubby little sticks poking out at every angle. Um, Fred, I seem to be stuck in a log. I think this is a good sign, Abacus. That's what it is. We're gonna fly this log way out of this secret fairy garden. Secret fairy garden? I want to explore a secret fairy garden. No time, Wendy, and we're literally in a time machine. Thank you, Miracorn. You're welcome. Freddy climbed on top of the log and took hold of one of the twiggy sticks, poking on like it was a joystick. <laughs> He flew the giant log over all of What If World, looking down to see the perfect spot to hold his inauguration. When he flew down, it was three months later, and all the creatures of What If World had gathered to see Fred sworn in as president, and Wendy Anna as vice president, Abacus as Magister of Magic, Mr. Mouser as Chief of Staff, Alabaster as Detective General, and J.F. Cat as the leader of the Fur Force. I just want to say a few quick words. Or oh, just an echo. Who oh, I like the sound of my voice. Sorry, just turn that down a bit. I'm going to have to make a lot of decisions, and that's hard. So I need lots of smart people to help me. And then I need more smart people to see how those decisions turn out. Because nobody perfect. You know what they say about teaching old dog new tricks? Well, I don't. Because someone tried to teach me that, and I forgot. So werewolves and werewolves, we're already here. Why don't we talk peace right now? Are all you people worried about the quality and the environment and all the big problems the world is facing. Oh wow, well, it's a lot. But one thing I know, if you see a thing against changing shape on the airplane wings, don't be scared. Because you one step closer to making a good decision. And President Fred looked out over the crowd. There were countless little rainbow sprinkles flickering over the heads of the audience members. We all worried about loss of decisions all the time. But don't try to ignore that thing again. Or you are gonna just keep playing tricks on you and stressing you out and maybe you crash a plane in your secret fairy garden. But there's a nice unicorn which is cool, but still you didn't want to be a fairy garden. Fred, you might want to wrap it up. So okay, I'm president now. And end. He is very eloquent for a dog with an extra long tongue. <laughs> he's just so cute with his aviator cap and his goggles and his car. He's not even wearing those anymore. I'm looking at the picture on my phone. Woo! You're my president. You got my vote. Honey, the voting's already over. That's why he's president. I know, but he's got my next vote. The end. All right, Mirren and Finn, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, I'm going to be appearing at the Mini Maker Fair on December 1st in downtown LA, starting at 10 a.m. with a couple of workshops and a live show around noon. If you've been enjoying What If World, the easiest way you can thank us is with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts podcasts for kids are still catching on so if you tell a friend about us you're really helping us grow and of course if you want ad-free episodes including our archive stories from over two years ago plus a better chance of having your question answered you can go to patreon.com slash what if world I'd like to thank Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my co-creator, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who have ever struggled with a decision, big or small. It used to take me 15 minutes to pick out a candy bar, but now, once I know all the facts, it's a really good feeling to make the best decision for me. Try it out for yourself. You can even imagine a fin again, if that's helpful. Until we meet again, keep wondering.